this last week, and I wanted to reread this again this week. Uh, this comes from Sarah's book. Sarah's um, here today to share with us about her struggles of faith in her home country um, and therefore the struggles. But I read this as a little introduction last week, and it just really touched my heart as I read it a few weeks ago. And, and this is a tribute to her mom. And um, being that it's Mother's Day next week, I thought, well, again, this might jog your memory to say, oh, yeah, Mom, I need to make sure I remember her, okay? Um, and as she starts off her acknowledgement of this particular book, I will take an opportunity to acknowledge my mom at length and to thank her for her life and influence to me. This is only one episode of her loving life. As you will read, my father and brothers provided fierce opposition to my mother and me. As a result of being followers of Jesus and my father, he said, you're Jesus or me, giving us an ultimatum. We were forced out of our house by, for choosing Jesus. In anger, my father and brothers gathered all our belongings and sleep clothes and tossed them out of the house under the street. There we too stood in the cold winter days, slowly regaining our composure and carefully picking up our belongings. I asked my mom, what do we do now? She replied, even if we have to beg, we will still believe in Jesus. Let's gather everything and go. So definite was her resolve that I took courage in her determination. I look back now and clearly see that without her example, I would not have survived such harsh opposition. I thank God for giving such a mom to me. And if that were all that Sarah had to experience for being a follower of Christ, that would be enough. But it wasn't. Sarah spent years in, in prison for her faith, much persecution, much struggle. And she is here today to share with us uh, her story. And her story will be one I believe will encourage all of our hearts as we too see the, the, the days approaching that we are going to have to be serious about our faith. Rather, we will follow Jesus or not. And if we're going to stand for him or cower, will really determine the level of love that we have for our Savior. So I want to introduce Sarah um, to come and to share with us her story today, and uh, uh, then we will, after she shares her story, I will share a few more things. Sarah. For what I would go through that night, the Bible says, do not fear. 
I have read this many times. But tonight, I would be very afraid. The soldiers do not ask questions. They do not tell me why or where they are taking me. I am still in my pajamas. I feel humiliated and completely helpless. I have been arrested before, but this is not an arrest. Being brought to the police station. I quickly realize they have more than questions for me. louder and I become more afraid. They have a document for me to sign. It is a confession and a statement against my friends. I refuse to sign. Silently pray, the night will go by quickly. The guard is angry. His face is full of rage, and I become his victim. I try not to give in, but the pain is overbearing. I repeat Bible verses to myself. Blessed are those who are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm beaten on my feet and other places on my body. I scream in pain, wondering if anyone will hear me, if anyone can help me. Would signing the document be so wrong? And if it was, wouldn't God forgive me? to walk. The, the guards are bored, and they pass the night watching me, forcing me to walk back and forth through the night. 
along with my chains I walk. Time has begun to slow. I begin to wish I have signed the document. I cry out to God to give me strength and wonder how much more I can endure. Hours have passed when I notice the footprints on the floor. They are my footprints and they have been made from walking in the trail of my own blood. I think of Christ and how he was beaten before walking to Golgotha, how he must have also left a trail of his own blood. He also was hated by this world. In a small way, I now suffer for him. I am not alone. I am with Christ who walked this path for me and this gives me the courage to go on. God is good. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Pastor Steve, give this opportunity. Yeah, and this morning we have a wonderful Sunday school. Getting the information from Pastor Steve. So uh, I want to share in Sarah's journey of faith. I knew everyone is on our own journey to follow Jesus, right? So actually, after this pandemic, probably we should rethink our journey. We should rethink our faith, our church, our service, everything about our life. Um, I knew in China, persecution like for us is very usual. But uh, after I come to US, I feel totally different uh, environment for our brother and sister to follow Jesus in US. Um, so today, I still want to share how the brother and sister in China they follow Jesus Christ. So I'm just one of them. Actually, even right now, still have hundreds of brothers, sisters, and pastors in prison. So <clears throat> one thing I want to remind you, you speak a perfect American English, right? I knew that. I speak Chinglish. 
So you should pay attention, okay? And you can follow me. I don't want you lost. Okay. Uh, Paul have a lot of, uh, yeah, encourage the Bible verse for us. One of them is let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I think that's really encouraging me because I just think of Paul's age until now, over probably 2,000 years already, right? And that moment, he said, run to follow Jesus. How about our days? We couldn't do walking. We couldn't do jogging. We should run, right? We should run faster and faster. So that's I feel just like, a, yeah, this morning, Pastor Steve said, yeah, pray for U.S., pray for our church. U.S. need a church. That's true. So we have to run. Why? Because the race set before us already. Who will be when? Doesn't matter. Jesus is the winner, right? So we run with him. We knew we will be the winner too. Please, can you go next? The, yeah, next the one. Where it all begins prayer. So this picture is my mom when she was over 80 years old. So now she's in heaven with Jesus. So he, she is the one really influenced my life. Uh, I'm really honored her. She not only gave me birth to the earth, to the world, actually she really guided me to Jesus. She is good partner with me on the mission journey. So when my mom, the first one, become question in our whole village, so we have no idea about Jesus, Bible, church. We never hear about that. So before my mom teaching me is study hard. One day you will go to university. Then you will make your life better. But my mom is a doctor. She has a miserable life too. So when she becomes Christian believer, she's totally different. She like found a treasure, treasure. She like have a golden, more than golden in her life. Why she become to believe in God? Because my older sister was possessed by evil. So my mom have no way to deal with her. Her friends said, oh, go to Buddha Buddhas, worship Buddhas. My mom did. Bought a lot of Buddhas, set up at our house, worship Buddhas with my sister every day. I think about two years. My sister got worse and worse. She has a very strong power, broken all the furniture at the house, 
run away very fast, take off clothes, sometimes just passed out. So Buddhas didn't help my sister. That's why my mom very disappointed. My relative said, oh, you know what? You can go to my house. And uh, we worship Jesus. We're reading Bible. We sing songs and pray. My mom never heard about Jesus, but uh, she wanted to try for my sister. She, with my sister, went to the, my relative house about one month every Every Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, three whole days, stay in a church. And of course, we have no transportation, no cars to drive, no walking a few miles to there, and spend the whole day there. When they come back, always sunset. And then they just copy a lot of Bible verses, copy a lot of hymns, study and memory at home. After one month, my sister was healed by Jesus Christ. This is, give, uh, give her, hallelujah. And the um, whole family is so happy, exciting. Then my mom said, okay, next Sunday, whole family go to church. My dad said, oh, you know what? I have to work in and money, support our life. I support you go to church. My brother said the same. My mom asked me, I said, no, I have too much homework to do. I have no idea about Jesus, church, and the Bible. So my mom disappointed about us, but never disappointed about Jesus Christ. That's why. She didn't understand the Bible a lot, but she only understand what the Bible said will be true. God, Jesus, is the Almighty One. We answer pray. That's why she pray a lot. Doesn't matter she cooking, she walking. Doesn't matter before go to bed, get up in bed. She always talking. But for me. I just feel, feel my mom so strange. No one is there, she talking, talking to who? That is very strange to me. She get up so early and uh, pray some with, even with her tears. One day I get up early, I hear sobbing, crying from my mom's bedroom. I just sneak in, I saw my mom bow down before her bed talking, talking with tears and crying. Actually, she talking my name. I said, wow, no one here. Who needs my mom's talking? I just feel so strange and scary. So my mom did this probably over one year. My mom talked with me, go to church. I said, no, I will not go yet. Then my, by my mom's prayer, my life changed. My dream is to go to university. My family have no money supporting me go back to high school. So I, I was dropped from the school. I just feel my life is done. My blue sky falling 
down. I have no hope to live. I want a suicide. My sister found my suicide letter. She was my whole family. Then I still feel so miserable for my life. Then my mom asked me, Sarah, you know, our God is almighty God. Come, we can bow down before him, pray. He can open different ways for your life. I just stretch out my hands. I said, Mom, your God is almighty God. Ask your God. Let money fall into my hands. My mom didn't argue with me, go back to her bedroom and pray. I wasn't there waiting for her. She came back after the pray. I said, Mom, your God is almighty God. Ask your God. Let me grow a little bit taller. I'm still very short, okay? So I challenged my mom. I gave so unreasonable question for her to pray. I just wonder what I want. I didn't get it, but my mom continued praying for me. One day, my relative told my mom, they have a party, invited me. My mom immediately prepared the clothes for three days to the party. Then I go to my relative house. They said the party will start 10 p.m. The meaning very late, 10 p.m. Almost is a bad time, right? So we're waiting very darkly. So we're walking a few miles to a peasant's house. When walking in, the living room, nothing prepared for party. I walk into the my relative guided me to the bedroom. All the furniture, beds, sofa move out. I saw about 30 people sitting on the floor row by row. They sing songs. They worship Jesus. When I was walking in that moment, I feel so strong power upon me. I found a spot sitting there for three days. That's my life turning point. I hear the message before I never hear it. And um, after the three days, you know, my life was changed. I, I really want to tell you this is amazing, amazing experience. I couldn't use my words to describe. In the beginning, I think I'm not a sinner. I didn't burn people's house. I didn't kill people. I'm not a sinner. Finally, they said Jesus become the flesh to the earth for me and carry my sin and lay down the cross for me. Oh, in that moment, I couldn't help myself. I bowed down, put my face on the floor and crying, crying probably about two hours. After that, peaceful, joyful hope just fall into my heart. I want to go to the top of the mountain, yell out, tell the whole world, I'm the most happiness girl in the whole world. Because I met Jesus. I only have two desires. I want a reading Bible. I want speak a gospel. How many people just like me? I want to tell them 
Jesus Christ. So after that three days, I didn't go to go back home. Directly go to my relative house, holding the Bible is very heavy and thick. I don't know where I can start. I just hold it with my tears. I open the first the, the book of Genesis. Wow, every sentence just like living words. So beautiful. Wow, so amazing. Then I copy a lot of Bible verse. Because the church only have one Bible. Everyone should copy Bible verse go home. So I copy a lot of Bible verse. I go home. I told my mom, I said, Mom, I will be full-time evangelist. My mom said, you know what? I offered you to God already. I said, Mom, this is my business. How can you do that for me? <laughs> my mom said, you know what? From my life experience, I think the best way, best way for your life. Then my dad asked me, where did you go for the three days? I said, Dad, I go to believe in Jesus. My dad slapped at me. And uh, my dad is so angry. My dad said, you know what? You are so young. You still have a bright future. Your mom can go to church. Your sister can go to church. Not you. You will mess up your life. Because my dad has a background. The Chinese read Revelation. So scary for my whole family. My grandpa, my grandma was beaten a lot by the, by the Chinese communist governor. My grandma was a suicide because so suffering, miserable, she couldn't endure that kind of moment. That's why my dad is so angry. She, she, he think I made her trouble for our whole family. So my dad said, okay, between Jesus, you choose one, me or Jesus. I said, dad, I love you. I will follow Jesus. My dad is so disappointed about that. My dad said, you grew up until now. In my life, I never, yeah, slap you. I never beat you. But now, if you choose Jesus Christ, you will not be my daughter. Go, go with Jesus. My dad threw out all my clothes, my blanket, everything, even my mom's too. So you can go with Jesus. Of course, my heart broken. I never knew my dad like this because I'm the youngest one in the family. My dad really spoiled me a lot. I don't know. Just after the three days. So our relationship totally broken. Totally broken. I don't know where we can go. My mom said package on the clothes. I carry the clothes. I don't know as a mom where we can go. What we will do next. My mom said, doesn't matter where we go. We, I don't know, too. Even we become a burger, we still believe in Jesus. Please, can you go to the next one? 
I talk about the next one already going back and move forward. I Jesus saved me. Please, can you go like the one? When Jesus speaks. So after the family persecution, actually my mom really supported me a lot. And they, my mom immediately registered the Bible school for me at the underground church. So I was sent to the underground church for Bible training about three months. And we only learned the four gospel. The four gospel is my life foundation even now. Because Jesus is the perfect example for us to follow. Through the four gospels, I knew more detail about what Jesus did for me. Just like this morning, Pastor Steve said, if Jesus didn't become to flesh, didn't lay down on the cross, didn't raise up from the grave, how can he show his love to us? His love with action. That's why we understand how much he loves us. So after the four gospel, I was totally overwhelmed by his love. My heart was melted by his love. I like I'm already go to tell people about Jesus' love. So, but I don't know how difficult it is to become a missionary in China. So, every day we pray, get up so early, 5.30 to reading half hour Bible, two hours pray, everything like this. So, I always can hear like Jesus talking to me. Jesus showed me the gospel field, just like we sing in a song, right? The, you can see the harvest is white. It's ready to yeah, harvest it. So after the three months, I was sent to gospel field with my co-worker. She is younger than me, two years old. We go to the gospel field, our church give each of us 10 yuan. 10 yuan, that moment, like $1.50. For three months, 10 yuan for three months. They said, this money is not for your basic use. It's for emergency. If a policeman attacked you, Use this money, take a bus, run away. The meaning we have to survive, we have to speak a gospel. So we, we have nothing, but we only have Jesus Christ. We have to depend on him. We don't know where we will stay. We don't know like the meal, where he is, but we depend on him totally. We have to pray, fasting, pray, pray anytime. So God is a provider. When that moment we only have him, he showed us the miracle. We remember, I remember that day, my colleague and me take a bus, go to the gospel field. When we're out of the 
bus go to, out of the bus at the bus station. One guy, yes, same time, out of the bus. He's, he asked us, where are you going? We said, we don't know. So what are you doing? We said, we speak a gospel. He said, oh, you know what? I hear about Jesus. I don't know how to pray. I don't have a Bible. If you want to go to my house, my wife and my daughter will be welcome you. But only one thing, you should speak a gospel to us. Probably our situation, we couldn't imagine. How can you two girls follow a stranger man? But in our prayer, we have no way. We don't know how to do. We just follow him and go to their house. His wife and the daughter, very happy, excited, give us one bedroom. Then they want to listen gospel. Then we said, oh, you should invite your neighborhood, your friends, your relatives, come to listen gospel. Of course, on the first Sunday, only the whole family and my cow can be. But another month, you know what? This living room crowded. Still have people stand outside. So when you hear that Jesus calling, Holy Spirit guiding, never miss it. If you miss it, really regret for whole life. The calling, God told you, even ask you, talk one sentence with someone, even just give a hug to someone. I think from Holy Spirit, from God's calling, that's what we do, right? Show our love. Probably you just bring one meal for someone. That's just the God given a calling is the perfect we have to do. We couldn't control the result. The result is in God's hands. Please, can you go next one? In China, there is a family. So, so the family doesn't mean no bread to eat or no water to drink, not, no food to eat. Yeah, in all the China is very poor, but now you know a lot of rich people in China, right? Even they send their money out, send their children out. Why? They feel unsafe in China. They think probably England, uh, America more safe in China. They transfer their money out, send their children out. They want to find a safe place, but they don't know. Jesus is the most safe place to stay. So China is a huge population, but the people so thirsty. They need justice, basic rights. They want their souls can be filled with some real thing. So Jesus is the real some for our life. So I want to tell you, when I talk about this, yeah, in China there is a family, I really want to show you about what the Bible means to us. Uh, please, can you help me show on a short video? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
这是我们教会，这个是我们最需要的，这是我们最需要的书。I'm so sorry. I over time already. Um, I still didn't finish. Oh, thank you. Give permit. Okay. I don't know how Bible in our life that kind of precious, but I want to let you know in China, when you become full time evangelist, then you can have one Bible. All the, 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 the boys and the girls, when they, in their hands, they have a Bible. Wow. I think for them, just uh, more than golden. How many, you ha how, many, how many of you do you have uh, like uh, three Bibles? Wow. Five Bibles, how many have you? Still have. How about you have seven Bibles? Still have hundreds of. Thank you. Praise God. Underground church at that moment, one church only have one Bible. That moment, I never met a pastor. I never heard a pastor speaking. We go to church reading Bible take turns, we make a circle, each one reading one Bible verse, take turns. Then we sing songs and we pray. But just have really desire for heart for God. So how God bless us, we are, we are so rich. We couldn't imagine our brother and sister in a persecuted country, how they follow Jesus. Just like I was the first time in American church, I was shocked. How can drive a car to church? How can sing loudly as we can? How can we clap our hands, worship God as loud as we can? Because we never have that, this kind of experience. We leak when a very darkness. We just like to sneak into members' house. When the daytime before coming, we have just like go left. If we have a few days, we suck our, close our window, close our door. Very be careful. But many times we run away. Many times we were attacked by punishment. Sometimes we are in upstairs, we use the road slide down and run away. Some members' house, they dig a hole on the wall, pretend like a wall. When punishment come in, knock the door, we just open the hole and run away. Please, can you go next one? So that's why on my Missionary journey, I never wear dress or heel shoes. Always tiny shoes, jeans, and when I sleep, I just take off shoes as a piano under my head. Because any moment will be attacked. So 
in the gospel field, God really revived the gospel field. My colleague and me in the gospel field, just from village by village, city by city, and province by province, a lot of people come to yeah, listen gospel. I don't know. We just pray in Jesus' name for them, and the the illness were healed, and they repent before Jesus. They have joyful. They just go back and bring more people coming. That's why we have no limited time to speak. You know, we finished our sermon. They don't want to go home. They ask more and more. So like a whole day, we just some people go home, some people coming. They just go home and bring more friends coming. So after the first of the year, we still pray God revival the gospel field. But God sent the persecution to us when the joy and the test intersect. So probably you couldn't recognize in a picture which one is me, huh? Probably I'm getting too old, so different, right? <laughs> yeah. Can you recognize which one is me? Oh, yeah, I have the hairband. <laughs> that one is me. This, when I was in the women's labor camp, women's labor camp, we made uh, uh, the, the Christmas lights, earphones, and the breakers, working in a, a field for the a peanuts field. Huge. But one important thing I speak a gospel to the prisoners. And um, I want to tell you, actually, the God's warning me many times, sir, you continue to speak a gospel here, I will add your time. But I knew who charged my time. All things in God's hands. So my first time arrested, I was in a jail about uh, over two months. Second time I was arrested again, I was in a pre women's prison three years. And the third time I was arrested again, and I was in a women's camp three years again. So it's not easy, but it's so worthy. But when, every time you, when I was arrested, um, yeah. When I rested at that moment, I, I knew we'll have very hardship for me, but I knew probably I couldn't take it. But uh, one thing I knew is Jesus carrying a cross to the Golgotha for me. So I have no choice. I have to take my cross to follow him. So just like you watch the several trail of blood, I remember that time, is the third time it happened. It's my birthday, birthday that day. And when they come arrested us, we have no time to wear clothes or put shoes on. We have pajamas and just run to the opposite. And then the policeman, we open the door. The policeman isn't there waiting for us. I don't know how they get there. 
75 policemen surrounded the house. So my coworker and me take it, were taken to the police station, separate us, and they give us a chance to put on our bare feet. And uh, actually, they asked too much question. Where is, where is your pastor? What's your pastor's phone number? How many members do you have? How can you stay in their house? And how many meetings do you have? Too much th question. I just make a decision. First, I don't want to betray Jesus. He is my Lord. Second, I don't want to betray my sisters, brothers in the church. They support me, with me together for the kingdom. So the meaning, only one thing waiting for me is the beaten torture. Uh, I'm not as strong as you think about it, okay? Don't think Sarah is a hazard or Sarah have a bigger faith. I am seen as you. I can feel lonely. I can feel painful. I can feel miserable. This, that moment, my feeling, when my feet with the chance walking. So every step is really hard because uh, my feet are so worn and so big and the blood on the way I was walking. And uh, I was uh, walking, the policeman stepped on the chains. So I fell down on the floor many times. They just uh, dragged me up and uh, they used the electric bar, baton, put it to my hands. I yell out because my hands burning. They put it into my mouth. My whole mouth spoiled. Even whole week, I couldn't drink anything and I couldn't take care of myself. But one thing, I knew to pray. I asked God, please take my life away. I think that's the only prayer I did, but God didn't take my life away. Let me think, God, make my mind think about Jesus on the cross. His whole body beaten so badly, thorn crown on his head, and his feet, hands nailed on, on the cross. When the sky become darkness, he speak out. Eli, Eli, Labasabakasani, Namini, my God, my God, why have you been forsaken me? From that moment, I totally repent myself. Because Jesus died for me. He is not a sinner. He is totally holy, son of God. I did, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinful man. Because, so from that moment, I totally repent myself before him and I surrender my life to him again. So I want to tell you, 
if you follow Jesus, no turning back. Only way is to carry our cross to follow him. I don't know what situation you have. Doesn't matter. He turned the wheel. He said, it's done. He said, it's done. So, he is the winner. He won death. He won sin. He won Satan. He is the winner. So, we, even we are weak, but any time he beside us for the, any kind of situation, please, can you go next one? So after my jail, the prison time, I was finished in the prison time. In U.S., have an organization called China Aid. The president is Babu Fu, smuggled me to my, from China to U.S. Then God provided American family for me, stay with them for five years, and free to eating, free to stay. They support my mission. That's why I can go to study seminary, and I can go to study American English, even as still speaking Chinglish, okay? <laughs> then I met my husband, Joshua, at the seminary school. Then we get married. Then my American family kicked me out. Please, can you go next to the one? Three brothers and three caskets. I come in U.S., but my church still have three brothers sentenced to death, and the church prepared the three caskets for them. But God changed the sentence. They were whole life in prison. Two years ago, they were just came out. They spent 18 years in prison. Please, can you go next one? The long arm of Chinese community party, communist party. So Baofu in Texas, in Midland City. So he support underground church a lot. He smuggled a lot of questions out of China. He continued here exposed what the Chinese government did. So Chinese government sent a spy in US everywhere. Do you know that? You know that, right? The Chinese governor sent a Chinese spy in US church, in the university, in the political and the team, and then the community everywhere. I want to let you know that, okay? I was in Los Angeles. The US, uh, American FBI went to China Aid and the office told us, so you were monitored by Chinese spy. So Bible did a lot of good things for Jesus' kingdom. That's why Chinese governor sent a spy to attack the, his family in Texas, Midland. So I remember another year is close to Thanksgiving. His whole family couldn't stay in their house for one month. But 
God's arm is a lot short to see, right? God's arm is longer than anyone's arms, right? So please, can you go next one? Degrees of persecution from passive and extreme. I think after the presidential election and the pandemic, we really wake up, right? We knew where we are, right? Do you know where we are? If you still think you didn't get persecution, I think we should rethink about it. What is persecution from passive to extreme? The first one is shining, like social people turning their bikes on you. Do you have this kind of experience? If you speak a gospel, you will experience it. Censorship begins social, then to state. Silence in a marketing place and in courts. Pray, speak a gospel from the school, move out. Silence us. Actually, during the pandemic, we really feel we are silenced, right? And the persecution, then is persecution. State and the society, power of the state to con confiscate or imprison. Actually, it happened already in U.S., in Canada. A few months ago, Canada have passed arrested. A few years ago, in American, the Christians couple don't want to make a cake wedding, right? So we feel persecution already. And then is a martyrdom. So that's executed for Christ's sake. Yeah, in different countries, not only China, okay? Not of country. A lot of people follow Jesus, just give their life and their family life for Jesus Christ. So I just want to let you know, short time for us to run, run best, run your, in all your mighty. Short time, we don't know how short it is. All the signs just wake us. We not only sit on the sofa, we are not, not only talking in our mouth, really put on truth, everything on our action. I want to thank you so much. Sorry for I over time. <laughs> thank you. Hope you understand my English very well. China is only one law away for us in America. This week is an opportunity for the church to get on your face before God and to pray for our nation. That God will hold back the persecution that Christians are facing every day, even in America. If you don't believe me, folks, just turn on the news. 
it is evident. It is coming. And the power of prayer is the only thing that's going to hold it at bay. And we have that power. Today we're going to do two things as we close. And Sarah, thank you for being here and sharing your wonderful story. And, and we pray that God will continue to get that message out to the folks and churches in America that need to hear. It is coming. We're going to give a love offering as well to Sarah, so I'm going to grab an offering plate here. And um... Keg, where are you, buddy? If you'll take these, you and David, back there. Also, as you're leaving back there, Sarah, I'm going to ask if you don't mind, go out to your table if you would. Uh, and folks can go by and see you there. She has several books, this one that I have and, and, and several others, an opportunity if you want to get some more of her story. Um, or these are, these are devotionals. This is a 30-day a devotional that she has written. Um, it is powerful. I've looked through it. Um, so I would encourage you, if there's something that you want to get there to support her ministry, um, she's got a table out there with some books and different things on it for you to be able to uh, uh, purchase today. Um, so we want you to do that. As you're leaving, remember, uh, if you haven't given your tithes as you come in, the offering plates for those are right at the door. Give those as you go out. If you will, see David or Keg as you're going out there, as you greet Sarah, if you want to go by our table and just say hey to her um, and, and all that. But see David and Keg to give the offering for her. Let me pray as we close. Father, thank you for the message that she shared. Father, the horrificness of what she and so many others are going through in countries around the world. And Lord, we realize that we have Bibles galore, but yet, Father, we ignore the very Word of God. Lord, I pray that, Father, that you would remind us, O oh Lord, that sometimes God allows persecution to wake up His church so that we will get back to the main task. Lord, I pray that, Father, that you would just be with us as we pray for America this week. Lord, may we not wait until Thursday, but, Lord, every day may we make it an opportunity to pray that, God, that you would uh, bring back America to its knees so that we might turn our attention back to you. Thank you for the, the attention of the folks today. Pray that the story will speak to our hearts. Minister your grace to us. Give us a boldness to go out and share the gospel because Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. Run the race that is set before us. Lord, let us do so in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Give me a moment to get to the back of the room. You're dismissed. <laughs>